Cincinnati is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that lived them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Hello and welcome to Where We Landed. Uh, you guys are in for a treat today. I am Iris Brunner and joining me in studio today is Kylie Jackson. Hey everybody. Alicia Hazelwood. Hello, hello. And we have a super surprise. Also, I just want to point out too that this guest has been really tough to pin down. <laughs> like months in the making, guys. Like He's been dodging us. Yeah. Dodgeball dodge champion. Yep. Do 2022 dodgeball champion. <laughs> And I get to introduce our guest for today, finally in the hot seat, is our co-host, Scott Miller, owner of Bowman Construction here in Grant County, has a beautiful wife and a young little boy and some dogs with the zoomies, apparently. So I'm excited to get in and have conversation and learn a little bit more about our co-host, Scott. Yeah, I, I can't wait. He doesn't get claps. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to make you a trophy, um, a dodgeball trophy. So um, we, we'll have that next time we're in studio. He was yeah. even trying to dodge doing it right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, are you just, are you nervous? Are you worried about what we're going to ask about? No, I, I, um, I just, have always been taught it's better to ask other people questions than to <laughs> answer <laughs> questions. Than to answer That's a pretty questions. safe bet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'm die. excited about some of the stories we're going to learn today. Yeah. So, okay. all right. Well, I'll yeah. give you a few more minutes of reprieve. Thank, Rep thank. Reprieve. <laughs> well, reprieve. We're going to give you a chance. Last week you did so well on our game. So we're going to play the same game again. Good. In fairness, Iris wasn't playing. Right. Yep. Iris is here now. <laughs> so uh, it's game on. Game on. <laughs> Remember the rules. There's four questions. Think of the answers in your head and figure out the link between them. Ready? Okay. <clears throat> Question number one. One of Dr. Seuss's most beloved characters is an extra tall cat who always wears a what? Okay. Got it? Yep. Number two. What item of clothing can be worn around your head or neck to keep you warm? Got it? Mm -hmm. Question three. According to moms who want their kids to eat more veggies, what helps you see better in the dark? Okay. Got it? Does anybody know the, know the link with that? I, maybe. I, I have a you, need the, you need the last question. Can I, can I guess? Sure. Is it the Easter bunny? No. Oh, okay. Kylie's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> All right. Last question. I love her tone. <laughs> Which famous songwriter penned, I've got you under my skin and I get a kick out of you? Blank Porter. Grant County Connection. Snowman. Snowman. Oh, good, good job. job. Good job. Two, two, two in a row. We're playing this Good game job, forever. Nice. nice. What yeah. was the answer to the last one? Cole Porter. Oh, Cole. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cole like, carrots, Porter, but... scarf, hat. I just was too like stuck on the Easter bunny. <laughs> 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 I had just like block. Nice job, Scott. Nice Thank job. Thank you. Well Thank done. you, Iris. Yes. All it's right. cool that you so, won on your episode, too. It is. I mean. Well, and I'm sure you guys gifted it to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> did not. <laughs> I didn't gift it. <laughs> One fair and square. Yep. Yeah. Right. Winner, winner. Chicken, Chicken dinner. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. So how did you end up purchasing 
Bowman Construction and ending up landing here in Grant County. Yep. So in 2017, uh, middle of that summer, I had been running a family business for another construction firm that's one of the larger ones in the state of Indiana. And we had some really good success. And the fourth generation owner of that company had kind of taken a sabbatical um, coming out of the first recession that took place in 20, 2008. And, um, and so in, in 2008 to 2012, they'd really struggled. So he brought me onto their business to help them and we got it turned around. And the more successful it got, the more interested he got in getting back into the business. And so he came to me in mid 2017 and said, Hey, I think it's time for me to do that. Um, which allowed me the opportunity to say, okay, it doesn't make sense for both of us to be here. And so what, what does that next opportunity look like? So, um, literally within a week, I mean, I think of this as a God thing, but within a week, somebody called me and said, Hey, there's this business in Marion, Indiana, um, a construction firm. Would you be interested in buying it? It's been around since 1895. So I came up, um, and immediately felt at home here. Um, and the reason I felt at home was my hometown is a town that's almost identical to Marion, Indiana. It's called Freeport, Illinois. And um, had about 30,000 people when I was growing up. It's dropped to probably 24, 25,000, but big manufacturing town. All those jobs had left over the 90s and 2000s. Great place to grow up in the 70s and 80s. Um, but needed some resurgence, but the people here felt identical to the people in my hometown, friendly, welcoming, open, that type of thing. So I met with Joe Wiley and Randy Pierce, who are the two owners who had owned it for probably, Joe is probably 30 years into ownership. Randy's probably 15 years into ownership. And they had two options. They were either going to shut it down um, three options, shut it down, sell it to their employees or sell it to an outside person. Um, their employees had tried to put together a deal to buy it, couldn't figure it out, um, financially to make it work. And so that left the, the door open for me. And I really liked those guys and I liked what they were doing. So it came in. Um, one of the challenges was, um, that they didn't have a lot of backlog because their idea of winding it down was, Hey, we're just going to finish the jobs up that we've got and, and, um, and, and not keep going out and selling new work so that they could go and retire and spend time doing what they wanted to do. So, uh, took the rest of 2017 to kind of do due diligence. And then in 2018, February 1st, 2018, we bought the business and it was far more difficult than anything I've done in business. Um, and the reason for it was, um, twofold. Uh, one was that we had the challenge of building up backlog and two was, um, that employees, because of the fact that we had begun to just kind of work off the work that they had, they didn't need to put in the hours that you probably needed to put in to be successful in business. Um, and we had great people. Um, I still think highly of each of the people that we had on the team, but most of those people have decided to go do something different now. And so we've got a whole new team of people. So we're almost a startup that's 127 years old. Um, but we've got great backlog now. And, um, and, and so two years into it, you know, we felt like we were just beginning to turn the tide 
and then COVID hit. And so then he had two more tough years. Um, but we're in that fifth year. We thought it would take three years to be where we wanted to be. But I think after this fifth year it was probably where we're going to be where we want to be from a financial standpoint. So it's been tough. Um, but I think I've probably grown more in those five, five years from a business perspective because of that, that difficulty. So, so that's how I got here. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> Scott, you mentioned, uh, we were talking off air earlier and you were talking about how, uh, you really like, you're super competitive mm-hmm. and, um, you like people to like you. Yeah. You, were mis- <laughs> you were Mr. Popularity in high school. That was like a, a big goal of yours. So tell us what it was like, um, being Scott Miller in high school and growing up, what was, what was your growing up experience? Yeah. So this is through the mind of Scott versus the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you could call some of my yeah, friends right now and get a whole new reality. Yeah. <laughs> I had awesome friends in high school. So, um, so our high school was about 1500 total students, pretty diverse, um, community that, that we lived in. Um, and I grew up playing sports. So as an athlete, at least in our high school, I think probably most high schools, you're treated a little bit different, even though you don't think that you are, but you're probably given the benefit of the doubt on a lot of things. And so, um, my mom is an extreme extrovert. Like if we went to the grocery store, it was a two or three hour trip because she had to talk (laughs) to everybody. Um, and my dad was a really good businessman, kind, high, high character guy. Um, but more of an introvert. And so I kind of had the the blend of those two, but I probably tended more towards my mom. And, uh, somebody had given me the book in high school, uh, how to win friends and influence people yeah. uh, from Dale Carnegie. And I thought I'd kind of like to be that type of a person where I'd mm-hmm. go around. So they said the two key things were look everybody in the eye when you're walking down the street or down the halls in school and tell everybody hi. Mm-hmm. And the people who have the least amount of friends befriend them. So go find the kids who may not be seen as popular and spend time with them and encourage them. And it was amazing by doing that, how the other kids that were in the same friend group would do that same thing. Then they would Mm -hmm. just absorb those kids into the friend group. So high school, I tell people that was my favorite time of life. I I know there's like my wife, she hated high school. She said Mm -hmm. she didn't have friends. And for me, I could, I could be high school Harry, where I'd never <laughs> leave high school. <laughs> where I, I've so never heard that it, reference. It, <laughs> it's, uh, it was the favorite time of, of my yeah. life. And so, and it, we had a unique mascot. We had really good sports teams. <laughs> wait, we, wait, oh, wait, yes. wait, you glossed. Go back. What yeah. was it? So, well, so I graduated, so I'm old, but I graduated <laughs> in 86 and in 1987 ESPN did a, national high school sports um mascot uh thing they put the top 10 list together and we were the number one high school in america for most unique high school mascot (laughs) we were the freeport pretzels was the name of our (laughs) high school mascot so the the town was a german town and in the early 1900s as high school sports were starting to come into play um we had a brewery in the downtown and and right next to it, they had a German pretzel factory and the pretzel company decided to donate land to the football stadium. And, and, uh, all of a sudden we were the Freeport pretzels. And so, but people like if you're from Freeport, you take pride in being a pretzel. It's a big deal. 
So everybody else. I need to see else, a picture of this. I'm yeah. working on it. I'm working on it. Everybody else. I'm working on it. She's already- <laughs> I mean, it, it would be embarrassing to anybody else. And it probably was a little bit embarrassing to us. But the, uh, yeah. Mr. Was- Twister is his name. Oh, Mr. my God. Twister, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. the right oh, picture? Yeah. We actually oh, had a mascot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, when, when it was ours, it was probably more of a pretzel stick because we the, the <laughs> technology hadn't advanced to the fact that you could develop a uniform. So you had a guy running around, you know, with a little couple of pieces of salt on it and a couple <laughs> of arms hanging out. <laughs> it really says Pretzel City, USA. Oh, yeah. Freeport, Illinois. Yeah. Nice. It's huh. a big we, deal. we need to make a trip. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. To Freeport. Yeah. And other than the fact that the Giants are here in Marion, you would think that you are going into to, um, Marion in Indiana. You've always shared that. How, what are those deep similarities? I know you said the people are all nice and stuff like that, but what are some of those deep similarities between the two communities? Yeah. As our two other co-hosts are laughing. Well, well, you just talked about the giants because, you know, it's giants fight never died. (laughs) There's this once a pretzel, always a pretzel. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So great. I mean, it's, it's a bit like, so we do GF and D. So do they do? O A P A A P. <laughs> you brought it up. We're not saying uh, ours is much better. It's no, no, just no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think just the friends. You could walk anywhere in town. Um, we so similar to Modder Park here. They've got a park called Crate Park, which is an amazing park um, to grow up at. Huge waterfall. Um, you know, just really cool place to grow up. Um, Sports were a big part of Freeport's heritage and history. We had great coaches um, and we were very successful. So we've had uh, some pretty successful athletes to go on and play professionally, um, both in basketball and, and football. So so that, those are some of the similarities because I think, you know, when I look at Marion, I think, man, this is a big sports town and mm-hmm. much more success than we had in over a long period of time here in Marion than we had in Freeport. But those were the things. It, great place to grow up. Mm. Wouldn't have changed it. Scott, one of the things that I've admired about you since you've come is just your willingness to just like jump in and you want to meet like everybody today or yesterday <laughs> um, and just your willingness to just take people under your wing and mentor them and uh, and really coach them up. And I've really appreciated that. But for you, who were those people um, growing up or early in your career or even today? Yeah. So it's amazing, like as you said that, like in my throat, my eyes started welling up a little bit just Aww. thinking about some of those people. But um, <clears throat> so my uncle, who's actually with my dad right now, my dad just had eye surgery yesterday down in Florida, so my uncle flew down to to be able to to transport port him back and forth. But my uncle was a high school basketball coach in in Illinois. He didn't coach at the high school that I went to, but a school not far away so it would be the equivalent of he would have coached at oak hill um versus at marion high Mm -hmm. school so um and when i was in fourth grade their team made it to the elite eight uh in illinois which is a huge deal there were only two classes in illinois at the time but if you could make it to the elite eight you got to go to champaign urbana and play uh those final games there. And so those guys were my heroes and my uncle was my hero. Um, and so I think it, some people say that 
what happens in your fourth grade year. It's a huge year developmentally, emotionally, and mentally. And it was amazing that that just happened to be the year that they went to state. Mm -hmm. And so, and then here I've got this passion for basketball later in life, or he was a big part. My uncle was a big part of fellowship of Christian athletes and just trying to make a difference in these athletes lives, not just in sports and being excellent. And he was really good. Um, In fact, I just pulled up the game the other night from their elite eight game and they've got it even historically and, and just watching the, those players. But I knew every one of those kids by my name and those guys were my heroes. So, so I think my uncle was a huge influence in my life. Um, and then my junior or my sophomore in Illinois, we had a freshman team, you had a sophomore team, you had a JV team and a varsity team. And my sophomore coach, um, Wes Ludeking was his name. And, you know, I thought he was really old at the time. He was probably, 50, 55. Uh, So old. Yeah, I know. So, but he was so hard on me. um, But I knew he cared about me. Yeah. And, um, and so no matter how hard he coached me, I could take it because I knew that he loved me at the end of the Mm -hmm. day. And so I've tried to do that same thing. And I probably fail significantly not letting people know that you care about them enough. Mm -hmm. Um, but those would be two major influences outside of my immediate family, my parents. Good answer. I think we all though, to give yourself a little bit of grace, we all, I think, fail on making sure the people around us really understand the significance of who they are and what they mean to our lives and the impact that they have on our lives. Um, that, sharing and caring I from the outside in and getting to know you over the years that I have I would have never said that about you I would say he's always very clear about being intentional and caring about wanting to make sure that we know how much we're appreciated in the places where you think we can fit or help or even asking for help and I think that's one thing when you came into our community initially it was kind of I was taken aback with what somebody wants to meet me like why would he somebody likes us why yeah. would somebody want to meet me and he yeah. likes us and yeah. he wants to get to know us yeah. um and so i've really appreciated how you dive in but you've completely dove into the community as well and mm-hmm. i think i forget that you're not from here because yeah. of how engaged and really connected you feel to the community um and we're still trying to get Gene to move here. Yeah. I, I'll share this <laughs> well, too. I was at an event last night that was a community event. And um, it wouldn't have been last night since we're recording this and we don't know well, when it's going to I'm not going to share which event it was. <laughs> you don't know what event he was at last night. I may have been at another Because he doesn't know what event he was at last night. But there was an event that took place and there were a couple of people who shared their personal stories. And I kind of got welled up just as I listened to their personal stories about what this community meant to them. And, um, and I thought, you know, those are now my friends. Yeah. Um, And so, um, for me, um, you know, I think the world of the three of you and, um, and, um, I just want us to be that opening and welcoming to other people. I agree completely. 
Who would have thought Scott's episode was the I one know. that would oh go really deep? I know. <laughs> I thought we were just gonna just gonna make fun of Scott for yeah. half an I was hour. Say, in fairness, he's the one that's normally always asking the deep questions. I so. know. <laughs> and, and I mean, I feel like I want to chime in here too. I mean, if I if I can share, uh, Scott, you've always been very complimentary. Um, when and and not even not that I would say that it's not even prompted, right? So you have a very keen knack of noticing little things in people and then sharing that with them. You're like, hey, you know, this was amazing and I wanna tell you that you're amazing. So um, where does that come from? Like, I mean, I'm not being stereotypical here, but maybe I kind of am. <laughs> My husband doesn't even notice things like that sometimes. So wh where, where was that cultivated for you? Yeah, that's my mom. Yeah. Um, she, so she was a kindergarten teacher in our hometown and there were probably six or seven different elementary schools that all fit into a middle school that then fed up to a, a high school. And she was at a couple of those. She was at the wealthiest one and then she was at the poorest one. Um, and she never failed to find ways to impact those kids' lives and their families' lives as a kindergartner. And those kids, and, and I, I still remember my kindergarten teacher too, but it was amazing because she was there for probably 30 years. And so you think of the generations of kids that come through and then their kids and maybe even grandkids. Um, and so that's probably why it took her two hours at the grocery store is because <laughs> as she was there. And Mrs. Miller, yeah. Mrs. Miller, yeah. hey. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Miller wears jeans? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. What are you yeah. doing here? <laughs> yeah. 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 And so she always looked for the best. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you even talk to her today, she she will within a minute figure out something that's really important to you and be able to. So So I learned that from my mom. It's beautiful because really at the end of the day, people just want to be seen and yep. heard, mm -hmm. right? So to take and give that intentional, I mean, 30 seconds to say, hey, I saw this and I want to tell you it was great. So yeah. I appreciate that. So. Yeah. We'll have to have my mom on the show. Yes. <laughs> love Me you. picking on you is my way of saying that I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here it comes. Here it comes. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um, I, I, we talk and it's very apparent that, you know, business and, you know, being entrepreneurial and um, a cheerleader, right? You know, helping others, you know, but by, by helping others, you know, we help ourselves and we help our community. Um, and I feel like, um, and probably a lot of our listeners could probably agree that, you know, that's very important and you're very passionate about that. But I'm curious about the other things. What are the other things that Scott is doing when he's not, when his brain is not tuned into business? And uh, what are the, what are those fun, relaxing things that Scott does? Yeah. So I've got a ton of hobbies, um, but one of the things too, I, I want to make sure and say as it relates to business. So I kind of got to the point. <laughs> it's number one, always. It's always well, number one. <laughs> he is the dodgeball champion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I have found that so businesses, uh, it almost allows you to play sports later because you keep scoring everything that you yep. do. And so it's kind of my way of being competitive. Um, but I've told our team, um, like it doesn't matter how much money we make. You have to make some money in order to be able to take care of your people on your team and to be able to invest in the community. 
Um, but that is why I see like at Bowman, we want to build great things. So regardless, we want to build great people. We want to build great communities. We want to great build great buildings. But the most important of those is investing in people, both inside our, our company and outside. So I say that because even though I may talk about business, for me, that's like I could do anything as from a business perspective, mm -hmm. but I want it to be able to impact people for the positive. Mm -hmm. So for the fun things that I do outside of business, um, uh, so I do enjoy working out and I try to work out every day. I try to take Sunday off I Had a little bit of a health difficulty recently. And so I've taken some extra time off from that. Um, and your diet has changed. Uh, maybe yeah. by the time this airs, it will. <laughs> <laughs> the doctors haven't told me I need to change my diet yet. Um, but I'm sure that's coming. So coming. My, my mom actually told, I was sharing with somebody, my mom told me, I told her, Hey, you know, they're, they're probably going to say I need to change something. She said, well, you better eat as much and as often as you can of the things that they're going to tell you not to. <laughs> Sound advice from Load mom. up yeah. now. Yeah. So. What was that question earlier? The vegetable that mom's trying to get you to eat, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. French fries. Yeah. Skittles. Yeah, exactly. Scott's Skittles. Skittles. <laughs> Skittles yeah. So I do enjoy working out. I love to play golf. Before I bought Bowman, I would play 65, 70 times a year, oh. um, a lot of golf and I wasn't really good at it, but I love to compete at that. Um, and, um, I love to read. I love to travel. Um, and I love just hanging out with people. So watching sports, I, I sporting events. So one of my goals is to get to every major league stadium in America. Oh, nice. Um, nice. And starting with baseball. And the problem is they keep building new baseball stadiums. So I've gone <laughs> to them and then I got to go back again. So, but that's a, so anytime I travel, I was just in Atlanta for a conference and uh, decided to go to a Falcons game. So I could say I'd been at that stadium. So, so those are the things that I enjoy doing. So Scott, one thing that's changed about you since uh, we've gotten to know you is that you became a dad yeah. So tell us about what that's like, especially uh, later in life. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I, I feel weird. Like I get choked up about this stuff when you guys are asking me. Um, uh, so we adopted a little guy named Leo. Uh, his uh, full name is Aurelio, but if you meet him, you'll know he's a Leo. <laughs> um, but he is the most awesome little kid um, and um, you know to see the, the first time we met him and the circumstances of where we met him um, and just the opportunity what we thought um, was going to be the opportunity to change his life um, <clears throat> um it's actually flip-flopped for us and um and and he makes a huge difference in our life um he's funny he i think he's gonna be really smart if he takes after his mom um and um gene is incredibly intelligent and so um so it, but he's just like there is nothing better than coming home at the end of the day and having a two and a half year old um, come hug 
<clears throat> hug your leg. And so, uh, so anyway, that's been a big change. Where We Landed is supported today by Mama Pearson's Soporium, located on Main Street in Gas City. Products originally developed by a mom for her children with sensitive skin, everything at Mama Pearson's is created to care for your skin in a safe, all-natural way. From handmade soap, Guinness World Record bath bombs to household products, you will leave Mama Pearson's Soporium with all you need to care for your loved ones. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6, and Saturday from 10 to 4, Amy and Pat Pearson are ready to help you find just what you need. Stop by 125 West Main Street, Gas City, Indiana, or reach them online at mamapearsons.com. Thank you to Mama Pearson's Soporium for supporting today's podcast. So I adore seeing pictures of Leo and all of the antics that you guys end up in. And I love the fact that as parents, um, you and Jean have tried to make sure to be intentional about keeping some of his heritage and uh, connected into his life. So how many days now are you at Duolingo learning Spanish so that you can keep that a part of of Leo's life? And uh, tell us a little bit about that special uh, connection for specific intentional time that you and Jean have. Yeah. So we really want him to have a love for reading. That was another thing that my mom, so my mom gave me two choices in the afternoon is you could either take a nap or you could read a book. Mm-hmm. Um, she probably figured I'd fall asleep reading the book if I was doing it. But, um, Either way, that, I'm yes. getting a break. That's, yeah, that's exactly. one of our nighttime tactics. I can't sleep. Just go read a book. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be asleep fast. So yeah. it probably would have been through elementary school. So we try. So Gene has his room just loaded with books. And then, um, so this Duolingo app, I probably really don't know very much Spanish, but um, <laughs> but I've been doing it for But you nine. sure are winning, yeah. right? <laughs> So I've got 958 days as of today, I think straight days of, of going through the app to try and learn Spanish better. So Leo is part Latino. Um, Jean is Puerto Rican. And so Jean speaks fluent uh, Spanish. Um, so I always know if there's something wrong, when I can hear the Spanish tirade going on. Again, so, like, uh, uh, go to yeah. a different room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we definitely want to continue to do that. And then my job is also all things sports. And then, so I take him to swim lessons um, where I think we're going to get him involved in soccer. And we're just trying to, he's got every basketball imaginable. Took him to his first pacer game the other night. Um, How did that go? It was amazing. (laughs) Because he's little. (laughs) He is little at two and a half. And it was really loud Mm -hmm. because of the the music and things that they have. And he just kept going too loud, dad, too loud. (laughs) Um, But but then he found like in the stands, there's a drummer, drum corps. Ah. And every time that drum corps would go off, he'd be pointing to the drums and stuff. (laughs) And, And he knows enough. We, we watch enough football on the couch together and he loves golf. He loves tennis watching it. Um, so he's able to pick out those sports. So, so those are things I think he and I'll be able to bond even though I'm a little bit later in life. <laughs> Thanks for pointing you're going to be the best dad cheerleader and you're yeah. a coach. I mean, you're a yeah. baseball or a basketball coach. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not necessarily age specific. You could be his yeah. coach. Yeah. And, and, you know, I stepped down this last year, which was one of the hardest decisions that I've made, um, not to continue to coach 
and I've told people this team at Cecina is going to be really good this year. Like they've got a chance to go deep in the state and we had four really hard building years to get them to that point. Um, and I look at those kids like they're my kids too. In fact, I mean, last night, a couple of them were still texting just saying, Hey, can you reach out to college coaches and stuff for us? And so, um, so I look at those kids as my kids as well, but, um, but I want Leo to be able to look up to some of these kids as his role model and say, Hey, I want to be like that guy someday. Just yeah. in the way they carry themselves, not not how many points they score, but are they good people? Do they treat other people well on and off the floor? And and um, so, yeah, so I hope to be able to continue that. You know, and that's a really great point because, um, you know, my children are fortunate to be around, you know, as a coach's wife and, you know, to yep. be around a lot of really, really great kids. Um, I've always said that, too, that. I, my kids are so fortunate because they get an opportunity to have all of these other trusted, um, a, to them all adults, adults but <laughs> bigger mentors, right? So, I mean, he's going to be so fortunate to have that as an opportunity. Yeah. So I hope to get back into it someday. Yeah. Um, but we, um, we're looking at the opportunity of maybe enlarging, uh, the family. And so, um, we just thought that the time for now, or I thought that I didn't want to put it on Gene. That needed to be my decision. And so I thought that the time to, to step away for, for the time being at least was right now. Yeah. You can always go back. Yeah. And then you won't be, you won't be burnt out by the time the kiddos are ready to have dad coach. <laughs> yeah. right. I, I don't know if my brother will listen to this. I, so I was talking to my, Oh, we're going to make sure he does now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to my dad on the way up. My brother's got a daughter. It's his youngest, and she is a freshman in college. Um, she goes to Olivet Nazarene, and she is a tremendous soccer player. Um, she's leading the conference in scoring as a freshman um, for the conference that they play in at the NAI, NAI level. And um, so I was talking to my brother yesterday, and, and he was being a very big parent um, as it relates to, you know, different things like, uh, Hey, she's not getting a fair shake here and she's not getting enough playing time. And I was like, uh, so I was talking to my dad today. I was like, dad, that's the parent that I deal with every day. <laughs> and I didn't call my brother out on it cause he, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's the parent yeah. yeah, and, and uh, he cares about his kid, but, um, but it's amazing. Even somebody mm -hmm. with my brother's background in athletics, how it's so hard and, I really worry about that, that I'll be, I, I, I am going to try to be intentional about Leo. You're going to have to just suck it up and go deal with issues on your own. You I can be that parent. Yes. Yeah. I'm yes. that parent with Gavin. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm not getting enough this, that, or I'm like, so be better. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like, go have a conversation. Do you need a private class? Yeah. Do we need yeah. to find private coaching? Like, what yeah. can we do to make you better? Like, yeah. Yeah. if you've got an issue, talk to your coach about it. I'm mm -hmm. not calling him. Yeah. Oh, I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you'll be an amazing parent. Yeah, I hope yep. so. Yeah, just our amazing put, parent. Put right. on that cheerleader hat. That's all you yeah. got to do. That's all you got to yeah. do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so talk to us. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about how much we love you, but we also really love Gene a lot. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about Gene. Yeah, so Gene and I met through some friends um, about uh, seven years ago, six years ago. Um, so 
this will share a little bit of our politics, which you're never supposed to talk politics or religion, but um, <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty conservative. And, um, and so we had a luncheon. The first time we ever met was the Tuesday after the November election in 2016. One of our friends invited us to lunch. And so trying to ask questions, I just said, um, I said, so, you know, what'd you think about the election? And she said, well, <laughs> I'm Latino did and I'm a woman. Did she start speaking Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Latino and I'm a woman. What do you think I thought? And so my friend was like, check, please. Like, this. <laughs> this was a bad idea. Yeah. And so I called my friend afterwards. It's a female friend of mine. And I just said, and she knew Jean. And I said, hey, uh, you know, I thought she was pretty nice. You know, you think I could get her phone number? And she goes, she'll never call you again. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but apparently um, I recovered or rebounded at least. And so the next day happened to be her birthday. Um. And I didn't know that, but I called her and just said, hey, would you be interested in going to dinner tomorrow or tonight and she, or this weekend? And she said, well, I'm going to my family's in Georgia for my birthday this weekend. Um, and I said, well, what about tomorrow night? And she said, well, I'm embarrassed to say is it's my birthday and I don't have anything to do. So we ended up going to a Aww. restaurant in Indy that night and had a really good time. And she's pretty funny. Um, so she makes me laugh a lot. Last night, as we were driving to this event, she was playing Melissa McCarthy videos for us to laugh at. <laughs> so, so, so she's a public relations person. She was a former TV news journalist um, and on air person or on air uh, anchor um, in multiple markets, and ended up that's what brought her to Indianapolis. So, so if you have a chance to meet her, she is really fun, and I think anybody who has a chance to see her, don't hesitate to go up and just introduce yourself here in the community because she's she's a lot of fun oh, she I'm, is i'm curious of her um experience this year you talked her into coming and cooking pork chops <laughs> what, 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 was the, yeah. what was the feedback what was that car ride like home <laughs> smelled yeah. delicious yeah so it was fantastic yeah, she great. had a great time and she said that was a lot more fun than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> oh god <laughs> she, all of your friends were nervous for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she also said what made it more fun than anything was just getting to know the people yeah. um that she you know hears about and and uh, knows that I have a chance to interact with, and I think she really enjoyed that. So she, she, I think we'll be back for okay. more pork chops. In the I was going to say the litmus <laughs> test is will she come back? Well, I remember she, she. I think she maybe asked you after, like, do I need to? Do I need to get my own outfit, outfit for, for next, for next year? year? Yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's ah. that into it. So once she's into something, she's okay. she's sold out on it. So, so. Awesome. There, there's another event that's coming up. <clears throat> And it may or may not happen before this, but but in our community here, which I think is a cool event that I have not yet attended, it's uh, Leading Men Who Cook mm -hmm. event, and um, and I don't cook very well, so I so Tim had asked me if I'd be interested in participating. I said, well, yeah, and he's like, well, you can have somebody else help you. So whatever mm. comes out of this event, <laughs> is gonna, yeah, uh, it's going to be Jean. competition was, strength there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but she could probably cook something that could win well, the event so. was, but what's on the menu you should probably yeah, yeah, i should probably close. know that because uh the day i should coming. probably <laughs> know <that. laughs> so we're working on that okay All right. scott one of the things we need we, some taste testing yeah yeah absolutely one of the thing you things we always ask um 
guess about the things they love in Grant County. And I think you have a unique perspective uh, as someone coming from outside the community within the last several years. But what are the things that you recognize um, as an outsider as things that are unique or things that you really love about Grant County? Yeah. So I, I enjoy eating. Um, so I really like Los Amores and I like it. It's, it's open since I bought the business. Um, but I love the fact that the family actually is a part of the business that owns the business and that they sometimes might even be the person bringing you the food or serving you the food or seating you. And I love bottled Coke, um, which may be on my <laughs> off limits list here in the near future, but and fried um, ice cream and fried Aww. ice cream. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, now I'm hungry. Or any ice cream though, right? Ice yeah, cream is on yeah, your list. So Ashley's yeah. actually, so Bobby Browder's uh, daughter, um, Bobby was on the show and his daughter works at Obie's. And her she did. She was, did. Was yeah, it Opie's? She, yeah. <laughs> so, but her customer service was so good because we were having lunch there and I said, man, I'd really like some ice cream. And even though it wasn't her restaurant, she went next door to get me ice cream <laughs> and bring it back. She's pretty, Ella's pretty and awesome. So She's was, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was really good. So, so I love the food. Um, I love that there, that we've got college towns here, um, Indiana Wesleyan, as well as Taylor. And I think that's a really cool thing that that we could maybe continue to exploit in our community you think if you go to like DePaul Greencastle everybody knows that's a college town um Wabash you know some of these other smaller community schools and I think that we could could leverage that a little bit better here but I, I love the fact that we've got a college towns here in the community so one of the other questions too um is you know what what do we need to be doing better how can we get better or what are we missing? I mean, I'd love to see that from your perspective too, because I feel like while, I, and I am stalling to give you time to think. Yeah, I, I know. Right <laughs> oh, off the top of my head, oh, you know, so, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to stop. So what do you, what do we need to do to get better? Well, I think one of the things is already in the works and that in, in multiple organizations and in, in the four of us have been a part of what I think was one of the first ones that we saw do this was the local rotaries. Instead of having two rotaries in the same community, bringing it together. And, and I think initially, and we were going through a pandemic, but Alicia was a major part of making that happen. Uh, she was leading the, the one rotary at the time. And, and um, if you go to a rotary luncheon today after they've been, brought together, you wouldn't know who came from which rotary. I have a tough time now knowing which group came from which. And there's just an excitement in the room and there's a genuine feeling of camaraderie and just a positive spirit. And so that was the first one. And then Iris's organization, um, by going through a uh, merger between Grant Blackford Mental Health and Family Services, and those are really challenging to do. Mm -hmm. um, they're hard on the staff. Um, they're hard on the community, but Iris and, and the team that's there is just leading through that so well. And the impact that that's going to have regionally here, I think is incredible. You're not inefficient with resources. And then the most recent one is Kylie um, is a part of an organization that's going through a countywide consolidation. And I think working together instead of apart is makes us so much stronger. And, and I saw that again at an event last night where, where that was being discussed. 
and just the feeling in the room like, hey, we can go out and compete against the world now um, instead of competing against one town versus another. Let's let's celebrate each other when we are successful, when we have to compete against each other. Let's have fun doing it, but but care about each other at the end of the day. So I think if we could see, so I've tracked back to 1970 when Grant County was at its highest point. If we could see by the 2030 census that we have, have more people in Grant County than we had in 2020, I would consider that a huge success that we are now a county growing and, um, and, and have stopped that population decline. And this county can do it. I mean, I, hundred percent believe it with the people that I've met here. All right. Well, Scott, you've survived 43 yeah. minutes on the hot seat. Uh, you can't get away though, without answering the, uh, the age old question. What are you watching, listening to and reading? Yeah. So I had a chance within the last month to go and I might get this guy's name wrong. That's terrible because, but he was the, um, I think it was the producer for Hoosiers, Anthony uh, Pizzo, I'm going to say. Um, but just to hear him tell the stories, he was an Indiana kid um, who went to Hollywood, pitched this story, and nobody thought it would be successful. In fact, Jack Nicholson, I think, turned down the leading role or maybe said he'd be interested in it, but they didn't feel like he was the right person. Um, but to hear him talk about that movie of when I was in high school and the success that it's had and how it still impacts Hoosiers today. So that was something that I just had a chance to do. He was at Butler and we had a small group that had a chance to meet with him. And, and that was really fascinating. Last night, um, I just watched a, sh- a movie called The Good Nurse. And if you have a chance to watch that, intense um, and pretty cool. So it's something that's just recently dropped. Um, and then I'm reading a book called Entrepreneurship 2.0 um, by Bill Collins. So, Do you read one book at a time or do you have multiple books? I have going? multiple books going at one time. <laughs> yeah. Same. I think everybody yeah. I know has mm-hmm. the stack. Mm-hmm. Do, is, do you think that's yeah. as efficient as just if you would just plow through one? No, I have, I'm the same. Yeah. So many started. Yeah, I, I think I, I, but I do take notes and highlight the ones that, and I try to say, okay, how could this apply to Grant County or how could this apply to my own personal life and, mm-hmm. and what lessons could we learn? So, yeah. so those are the things I'm doing. And, and before I have my last chance to stay <laughs> on here, so <laughs> I, I, I did want to tell Iris, Kylie and Alicia, just thank you for all that you guys do for our community. And for even having the idea to put this podcast together and for making it work. Um, I've met so many cool people over the last 60 some episodes that never would have met without this. And so, so thank you. I like how you're thanking us. Like you are a part of the whole, like the four of us together. Yeah, (laughs) You had a part in this too. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That it's been a blast to be a part of it. Yeah. I, th- I agree. I think we, it's been a lot of fun. We would be nothing without his hard-hitting questions. I know. <laughs> and who would we pick on? I mean, really. <laughs> well, do either of you have any questions that we you have to ask before we let him off the hot The seat? only one he always asks business owners is, what can we be doing to for you, you yeah. to mm-hmm. strengthen what you are trying to do and accomplish in our community? Yeah. Um, we really have worked hard at buying everything locally. 
here and trying to hire people locally, sometimes that can't always work. But if there is a project in the $2 million to $4 million range that you're going to construct a building, we'd love to be a part of that conversation and be helpful um, in building it, especially if it's in Grant County, but anywhere. But um, but those are the things that we really specialize in. And, and again, we want to be great. Um, we make mistakes, but we really want to be great. Um, so if you know of anybody that's looking to build something, we don't do residential. It's all commercial prop- okay. properties. Well, before we end, uh, I feel like this is my opportunity to thank you. I've been um, kind of peripheral into some uh, projects that have been happening and your team is responsive and great and knowledgeable and it has been a great experience. Um, Even when I ask outlandish things, (laughs) it's like, okay, give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta think that one through. But but it's really great. And you do have a great team. And I I think that that usually is the biggest piece is once you have that synergy and everybody starts clicking, then then it's good. So I'm I'm excited to hear about the end of the the fifth year and how that, how that's gone for you guys. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Iris. Mm -hmm. All right. I think you've, uh, I think you've survived. You've exhausted. survived <laughs> the hot seat. Yeah. I feel like I've been in a sauna. Maybe just a little bit of sweat, maybe yeah. a few tears, but no yeah. blood. We didn't no ask blood. for any blood. No blood. But are you bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> There's another parent quote for you. Yeah. But yeah. are you bleeding? Yeah. For those of you who hate emotion, and I generally don't like people getting emotional, so I'm going to apologize for that. But, but those are some heartfelt <laughs> don't things. Don't apologize <laughs> for that. So, so. You're and I feelings. can't like yeah. I always want to deflect and so I'm like always oh, crying okay let's do something else <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here feeling it with you so but, it's fine yeah. <laughs> but don't ever apologize yeah. for it yeah well my anxiety around it is not your problem <laughs> yeah. well thank you Scott so so much thank you um I think that makes us the dodgeball champion now because we took you out <laughs> we got you we got you done so thank you everyone for listening um just want to encourage you to make sure that you like and subscribe so you get those notifications so when you knew know those cool new and fun people um are on the fun on the podcast holy cow slow down yeah slow down (laughs) um make sure that you just uh get those notifications so you can tune in and listen um we'll see you guys next time see ya see ya today's podcast was engineered by kyra montero of frequency canvas